Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I've got uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist David Johnston, J- David K. Johnston with us. Um, and uh, thank you first again for, for coming on. I got to tell you, I, I reached up on my bookshelf here at home and I pulled out your uh, book. Uh, it's even worse than you think. <laughs> what Donald Trump, what Trump administration uh, is is doing to America, uh, based on this this issue, this war that we're all now in, involved in. Um, it, where do I start? I mean, what what was your? Let me start here. What was your immediate reaction? Once Putin uh, went ahead with the attack, and then Donald Trump's and and all the Trumpers' reaction that somehow he's a genius, this is a great thing. Oh, he's an evil person, but you know what? He has outsmarted us. Your your reaction to that, and and why you think that way? Well, Joe, I I have been to Ukraine just a couple of years ago and have many. Ukrainian peers whom I know, journalists here and there. And Putin has no regard for what the rest of the world thinks. Uh, The way he is attacking civilians should tell you that. He's not just targeting uh, military targets uh, to take over Ukraine. Uh, The ignorance of American politicians about this at all levels uh, is very disconcerting. A thousand years ago, Kiev was a thriving, large city, and Moscow was literally a couple of huts on a path in the woods. And for Putin to come out and say, you know, that we've created Ukraine, it's really been always part of Russia. No, it's actually much more the opposite. You can make a much better case that Ukraine is the mother of Russia. And so to hear American politicians think that using force to seize independent territory, to hear Tucker Carlson on Fox News say Ukraine isn't a democracy. It's not a perfect democracy. It's a new idea there. But, you know, eight years ago, they had a Russian puppet running the country and stealing millions of dollars and financing Paul Manafort, Donald Trump's campaign manager in 2016, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. Um, and so we have a very dangerous situation, and I believe this is emboldening Viktor Orban, who is effectively the dictator of Hungary and who would like to create greater Hungary. I have uh, family members who are ethnic Hungarians but grew up across the border in the next country, and they would like to see Hungary's borders expanded. And you start expanding boundaries like that, You're inviting more military conflict. So what Donald Trump has said, oh, for $2 of sanctions, he took this over. That's genius. And then he says, of course, if I were president, it wouldn't have happened. Just tells you that Donald's an idiot who doesn't know anything. Uh, He just makes stuff up and he has no critical thinking skills. And then you hear Mitch McConnell today say, well, it was the way we withdrew from Afghanistan that encouraged Putin. Nonsense. Putin has his own agenda. This notion that you're hearing, especially among conservative politicians right now, that 
our actions motivated Putin is absurd. Vladimir Putin has been on the record for decades about his desire to recreate the old Soviet Union with all of its satellites. Mm -hmm. He has said the greatest, the greatest misfortune, the worst thing that happened in the 20th century. It wasn't World War One. It wasn't the pandemic 100 years ago. It wasn't World War Two. It was the breakup of the Soviet system. And he wants to put uh, greater Russia back as it was, and if necessary, we're seeing by force to take over other countries. So it's sad that more Americans don't have any knowledge of the history of Ukraine and Russia, Joe. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, you mentioned Hungary. So what I'm thinking is he could, Putin, I mean, could actually then try to formulate, like, like Hitler did, uh, packs with different countries. Yes, yeah, so he, cert- he certainly could, and he would. Um, and uh, uh, where he's going to go next, uh, I don't know. When I was in Ukraine, everybody expected the Russian tanks would come eventually. Um, that may be reflective of who I, who I talked to, but at least all the people I talked to were, were quite much in agreement about that. The leaders of the three little Baltic states, Lithuania, yeah. Latvia, and Estonia, their prime ministers have been for years inviting every journalist they can get to come there from around the world to say, the Russians are, are you know, they're going to come and they're going to take over our countries by force. And this illustrates a fundamental problem. If you have nuclear weapons, no one will invade your country. But if you don't have nuclear weapons and you are a nuclear power, how are you going to stop an invasion? Because that could provoke a nuclear war. And Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons right. because of a promise mm. from Moscow that they would never invade them, which, of course, we can see was, you know, yeah, <laughs> nonsense. It yeah. was not yeah, honored. He tore, that, he tore that agreement up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we signed now. And obviously we signed on to it and with Great Britain because what we trusted. We wanted to limit the number of countries with nuclear weapons. Okay. And uh, this was uh, looking back, everybody's going to realize this was a mistake. What we don't know is whether Putin is going to increase his power when he finishes taking over Ukraine and he will, but there's going to be a terrible butcher's bill to be paid because the Ukrainian people don't want to be under the thumb of the Kremlin. They threw out the Kremlin puppet in 2014, but Will he enhance his power as the modern czar, or has he overstepped, and are there ways to get the oligarchs to turn on him, the leadership to turn on him? Uh, That should be the diplomatic goal at the moment, and and Mm. there are much stronger steps we can take, and I think this is probably being done deliberately in uh, escalated stages. Okay, in steps. Be, be, yeah. be, now, again, I, I and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I heard yesterday, the United States has a, a $28 billion trade relationship with Russia, but the European countries have uh, over $300 billion. Yeah, but most of the trade Russia has is with Europe, and it is primarily um, – uh, fossil fuels. Uh, Russia is pretty much a one-note economy. They do export a lot of timber and a lot of uh, fertilizer and a lot of wheat, but it is really first and foremost uh, oil. Uh, something, a couple of years ago, I looked up the data. Ninety-eight percent of 
corporate profits in Russia at the time were fossil fuels. So wow. he, he's vulnerable if the Europeans switch to getting their their heating uh, material from Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, Qatar, of course, was attacked uh, by mm-hmm. Trump as a terrorist country, even though our biggest Middle East uh, military base is in that country. Now, do you think in, in that the Ukrainian people can, because here's the thing, they're being given weapons, they're being told to get to build, to make Molotov cocktails, uh, to fight back, to be ready to fight back from age 16 to 80, um, which to me just spells out a, a potential bloodbath. Um I mean, your thought on on that can can they turn back Putin? And then part two, if you don't mind, uh, and that is internally, we're seeing demonstrations in Russia, uh, and over fifteen hundred people were arrested yesterday. And these folks were threatened, you know, they could disappear. Your, your right. thought on that? And has, in other words, has you think Putin has overstepped his? So he got in the what they say out in front of his skis. Yeah, Russia will take over all of Ukraine. It chooses to take over because it has superior weaponry, uh, tanks. Uh, it has control of the skies, pretty much. It doesn't fully yet, but it will. Um, but the Ukrainian people can drive up the price the Russians pay. They can kill a lot of individual soldiers. Um, uh, if they're going to kill soldiers who are almost all conscripts, except you know, Putin has a little Rosgravia guard that's his personal guard that's uh, several thousands of troops. But most of these are young men who are conscripts. Um, so hopefully if the opportunity arises, they're going to kill people. They should be killing officers, not uh, grunts in the field. Uh, so they can, they can uh, harry the Russians I don't think they can defeat the Russians, and I'm I'm prepared to be proven wrong that they can harry them so much that the Russians back off or limit their incursion, uh, at least for the moment. Um, on the second question, you know, there were 1,700 plus people arrested in like 60 Russian cities for protesting this, and of course the Russian state media, this is a peacekeeping operation to protect the Ukrainians who are monsters who are murdering Russian peoples, which is all just utter nonsense. Uh, It was very brave of people to turn out. Um, Russians are not happy about the conscript system in that country, which is nothing like the American draft has ever been. It's a very different system. And uh, that these people turned out despite the government making it clear that you're going to go to prison and, yeah, you may never be seen again, uh, is, is an important uh, development. And, and so th- we have very brave people fighting Putin in his country and in Ukraine, uh, but he's got the army that's bigger and he's got his nuclear weapons to threaten if mm-hmm. NATO, the NATO alliance stands up to him. Yeah. The the other thing I mentioned yesterday, um, David, is the 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 sanctions and how they're you know, and I said yesterday what what uh Biden is, is has done to a degree, he's cut off um Donald Trump's spigot, the financial spigot. Uh is is that the case? 
with, with sanctioning these oligarchies and, 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 and closing down their bank accounts? And, and does that put Donald Trump in a precarious situation? I don't know if it puts Donald Trump in a precarious situation. I mean, I think his statements about this make it clear that he has no loyalty to anyone but Donald Trump. Um, the sanctions issue, there are other things that could be done that haven't been done. Um, first of all, we can sanction every one of the Russian oligarchs. And let's be clear who the oligarchs are. Okay. When the Soviet Union collapsed, the wealth of the people of the Soviet Union, remember, it's supposed to be a communist country, even though it wasn't in the mm. sense of the... The yeah. theology of communism, yeah. right. um, <clears throat> they ended up with all the wealth. Well, we can sanction every one of these people, and that means freezing their bank accounts. Um, one of the questions I'm trying to find out is, can we legally create a no-fly zone for their jets? They all own you know, big jets. Some of them fly around in, in Boeing 767 jets, which no individual needs. Uh, can we can we get a worldwide lockdown? They can't fly. They can't travel. They can't get on their yachts. They can't move those yachts. They can't touch their money. And of course, their businesses, if the assets are frozen, uh, we can also squeeze where it's not going to damage, uh, uh, cause worldwide economic damage because they are particularly in the aluminum and fertilizer businesses. Um, can we see, can countries seize their assets? Uh, how far can we go with those? And, uh, and Putin won't care if his people are starving unless there's an effort to overthrow him. So you have to focus on the oligarchs, the criminal gang who are his gang. He runs the biggest, best-funded criminal gang the world's ever seen. The other, you brought up the aluminum fertilizer, and someone brought this up yesterday and that goes back to McConnell, Kentucky senator, and it, 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 and, and again, I'm not a hundred percent up on this, but you you know, it, it, did, did didn't he or his family, his wife, have a, a business, an aluminum business, a relationship with these oligarchies in, in Kentucky, and, and and does that still stand? Well, what no, uh, what happened is that. The aluminum king of Russia arranged to get massive subsidies. And one of the things I wrote about in my book, Free Lunch, that's still in print, is about Americans don't realize that left and right, they are being taxed to provide the capital for new factories and new office buildings and new Walmarts and new Lowe's and new um, uh, distribution centers. You're being taxed to pay for these. This is, this is, is social, corporate socialism. And the, the, after the Russians got, I think it was $105 million, they did not build the aluminum plant in Kentucky. So they got a whole bunch of money. They paid consultants some of it, but basically they pocketed a lot of tax money from people in, in Kentucky who Mitch McConnell sold down the river for PR because it sounded like he was going to create a lot of jobs. And then once right. he got reelected, you know, this goes by the wayside. Uh, we shouldn't be subsidizing super wealthy foreigners. In New York State, where I live, we've given at least $1.4 billion to the hereditary ruler of the United Arab Emirates to build a microchip plant, you know, computer chips. $1.4 billion. I mean, that's an enormous amount of money to a man who is worth we owns a country. I don't know how you measure someone whose wealth as a country, but he's, we know that he owns securities around the world worth at least $20 billion. And we're giving him money? 
when we have all these needs at home, we have kids going to schools that have out-of-date textbooks and and run-down physical plants, and we're giving money to these wealthy people. I mean, I, I don't understand why the American people haven't risen up about this. Because they don't and, know about it. I mean, well, that, that, yeah, that's the answer. They, please, they, please yeah. listeners out there, go to the library, yeah. check out free lunch. You can buy it if you want. It's still in print. <laughs> right. But, you know, you'll you'll learn about this. And it's much worse than when that book came out and was the first book that explained to people what was going on there and how all these big companies like Ford and Chrysler or yeah. uh, uh, Mitsubishi were, were getting uh, this kind of money. And by the way, in 20 states, Joe, there are companies that made deals. They get to keep the state income taxes withheld from their workers' paychecks. General Electric, Fox News, they get this deal in uh, various states. And think about that. They withhold state income taxes from your check, and those, okay. that money never goes to the government. It's turned over to your employer. You are being wow. taxed by your boss. You know, and but you know, you uh, you know what really, and as I'm listening with the third ear, an old politician once told me, you got to learn to listen with third ear. Mm-hmm. The, the, when you you got in part, and this is me talking, you got to blame the media in part, and and I understand, you know, when I see how news is now a profit making venture inside these companies. And look who advertises. It's the Fords. It's the General Electric's and that type of thing. And maybe that's why. And that's why we don't hear about what you well, wrote I, about. Well, I, I, I think you're right on the first part, but the second part, no. And let me explain. Having worked at five of the biggest papers in the country, including the L.A. Times and the New York Times and the Philadelphia Inquirer, the news department has nothing to do with the advertising department. Advertising person sets foot in a newsroom. People will gather around him and push him back into the elevator. Uh, we had one breakdown of this in modern newspapers at the L.A. Times, and the the whole place blew up over it, and the paper ran a 48,000-word self-investigation of how uh, the new publisher, who came from the literally the breakfast cereal business, um, didn't know anything about newspaper ethics and, and tried to conflate news and, and, and uh, um, the, new, the news in the advertising department. That's not what happens. What does happen is... Most journalists uh, are very good at accurately quoting what people tell them, but they have no deeper understanding of how things work. They haven't studied statistics or uh, chemistry or public administration or black studies, all of the things I studied when I was a full-time reporter and a full-time student for eight years as a young man. I'm crazy for doing both. Uh, because those are the things I knew I needed to learn. Learn. So right. if, yeah. if 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 you have journalists who, you know, they know how to take what economists say and turn it into English, that's one skill. But the real skill is to understand economics, which I've studied at the doctoral level, uh, and there are very few journalists who do that. So as soon as you get outside of the New York Times and the Washington Post and Bloomberg News on this stuff, it's it's just what sources tell people, and it's mm-hmm. very unfortunate. And the other is, of course, when, store, when newspapers these days break stories that upset the establishment, they come under all sorts of hellfire from people like Donald Trump followers who have been organized and told, you know, that anything news media says you don't like is a lie. Uh, during Back when I started out in the 60s and especially in the 70s, We'd break a story about some horrible thing happening, and the public would be all over the politicians saying, what are you going to do to stop this? 
that's that's gone away because people yeah. have been told yeah. we're all a bunch of liars in the news. Yeah. But fundamentally, we're not covering these economic issues in a way that explains to people here is how your pockets are being drained right. to benefit wealthy people. And one one number, Joe, people should keep in their mind. If you could force everyone in America to give you a penny a day, and there's an industry I write about in Free Lunch that's done that, the oil pipeline industry, oil and natural gas pipeline industry, a penny a day, at the end of the year, you will have $1.1 billion in your pocket. And I show that they're actually getting $3 billion a year this way. The penny a day. See, and, so think of all it. the government rules. If you can get yeah. a rule to take a nickel from people here and dime right. there right. and a dollar, pretty soon other people are struggling to pay their bills, and you're getting richer than God. Yeah. That's why I, my wife laughs at me. That's why I pick up a penny every time I see it on the ground. No, I'm just If you make less than $36 an hour, you should pick up the penny because pick that's, up the, a pick penny up a second penny. is 36 bucks in an hour. There you go. Thank you. But <laughs> I appreciate you coming. Final question, and, 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 and that is, if you were a- advising President Biden right now, and his folks over at the White House do listen to this show, what should be his next step? Oh, boy. Um, that requires knowing a lot of intelligence we don't know. But to make it, uh, I, I guess it would be to make it clear that, you know, you may succeed here in holding Ukraine, but you're not getting one more inch of territory, and we are going to squeeze your country into dire straits and poverty. We're not going to buy your oil. We're not going to buy your grain. You know, the, the, that'll just result in more f- farmers growing grain in the U.S. and, and in Australia and Brazil. Uh, we're going to completely cut you off from the rest of the world. Your jets are not going to fly anywhere outside of Russia. We're going to contain you, and we're going to do it all through existing law without firing a shot. Because uh, if if Hitler if if Putin interesting I said Hitler if Putin isn't forced to pay a price so steep that it ends his rule as dictator, and all dictators are at risk from uh, uprisings. Oh, yes. Then um, uh, I, I'm not sure what we can do so long as they have nuclear powers and there are these countries on the border of Russia that aren't. And I understand his view. His view is the West is all at my frontier on the West, and I'm threatened by them, even though there's no effort and no suggestion of invasion Russia. of Russia. Nobody's right. talking about invading Russia. But right. he, he sees it that way. And so I think we should just – Biden administration, which would require the support of people like Mitch McConnell and the House Republican leadership, should try to get a complete economic separation of Russia so long as they occupy Ukraine. Okay, now see, I I made my I, I broke my own rule. I always say the last question, but it's usually based on the last answer. Joe, I'm uh, always happy to answer any question you want. You got David, even if I don't uh, know the answer, and I'll tell you well, if I don't have an answer. Uh, David K. Johnston, should I heard someone mention this the other day? It was a caller said, you know, we should also uh, kick out any of the students who are studying in the United States. Would would you agree with that? Now, somebody, uh, the host came back and said, well, you may want to be careful about that because they'll get back to Russia and then call us ugly Americans. 
Yeah, I, I think kicking out students, I can understand the emotional appeal of that. And, and I teach you know, in the law school at Syracuse University, though I'm not a lawyer. I teach law there. Um, I, I, I think having students come from other countries is an overall good thing, even if Russia were to say no American students can go there anymore. Um, I, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on that. I, I, what I'd focus on is every economic tool that strips the oligarchs, this criminal gang uh, uh, that is Putin's gang, that strips them of assets, that, that weakens them, that causes them their businesses to go bankrupt. Every pressure point that you can do on them, those are the pressure points that will hit on Putin. And yes, as a result of that, we could end up with literally with Russians who are starving, and that is a horrible thing. Hopefully, they will then rise up against and force Putin out. Of course, you don't know what devil will replace the devil we've got at the moment. Yeah. Well, that was something I said the other day that, uh, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it, somebody once told me you expose the devil and people will rise up and take care of the devil. Uh, but as you pointed out, <laughs> you don't know what devil will replace that devil. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate Joe, you coming thank you. on. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And the book, by the way, and you can the first of all the uh, uh, the the making of Donald Trump. And this, I mean, I've got them all on. I, I tell you, they're on my shelf, and and I've been pulling them out and and going through them. And then well, uh, most recently, you know, the I new, believe the new book, the big, yeah. the big cheat. The, the big, the big cheat, cheat is about yes, how yeah. Trump and his cronies and his family all, all submarined our national security to make money. And if you go to Amazon, I'm astonished. The best reviews I've ever had, about 250 of them, and they all basically say, I had no idea how all these things came together because there were news stories here and there, like loose threads on the floor, and that I put them into a tapestry and they tell you this is how you do it. If you're trying to turn the Oval Office into a personal ATM – this is what they were doing and how they did it and how they turned uh, the Transportation Department into an agency uh, uh, helping uh, Elaine Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, increase her father's business with the communist dictatorship in Beijing. I mean, it's just appalling the things they went to. But the big cheat lays out so you can understand that the profiteering nature uh, and racketeering nature of the Trump administration. I appreciate you being with us. Uh, thank you so much, David K. Johnston. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. All right. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.